Hello, hello, hello. I am back. Yep, it's been about a month. Sorry about that. I, uh, life has gotten a little crazy and works a little crazy. As I mentioned earlier, I'm getting to, uh, work, uh, some new hours, which has made things a little bit more difficult, but, uh, yeah, I'm here and this is the Engineering Success Podcast, episode 15. No interview this week, but I promise you I am working on lining up an interview. I am just doing a lot of things right now, <laughs> but, um, before we get into the rest of the podcast, I'm going to do the daily, sorry, the episode shout out. Shout out to sabeanandcheese.net for supporting the podcast as a top tier supporter. Yes, for $10 a month, you can also join sabeanandcheese.net, the premier San Antonio bean and cheese taco taqueria review website. You can join them as a top tier supporter and get a shout out at the beginning of every single episode of the Engineering Success Podcast. And for $5 a month, I'll give you a shout out at the first episode of every single month. So this month would have been a good month to do that. And on top of that, if uh, all one-time donations, I'll give you a shout-out too, as long as you're nice. So thanks, guys. Now let's get into the first segment of the podcast. This Week in Good News is going to be This Week in Good Advice. And this one is for from Reddit uh, r slash civil engineering. Yeah, because I troll all of those pages. And before I read it, I don't know if you'll notice, there's actually a thunderstorm going on in the background, so I hope that there isn't too much background noise coming from that. But if there is, it's we're just blessed to get some rain down here in San Antonio lately, so that's been very fortunate. So here we go. To the young ones, from my recent experiences with employees, I am finding that those who we find to be the most valuable are also, unsurprisingly, the ones who share some very learnable talents. So let's find out what those learnable talents are. They go on to they go to say, learn how and when to ask questions. 1A, remember or note down the answer to those questions because asking the same question multiple times is not cool. Yeah, it's okay to ask the same question twice sometimes, but in general, if you've had a question answered, it shows great diligence and skill and care if you write down the answers and not constantly bombarding the person who's mentoring you the same with the same question over and over again. Next one, learn how to track your own work, i.e. what you did and why. You need to be able to answer those questions for your entire career. That is definitely the case. Whenever you uh, design something, maybe a customer or a client will reach out to you and say, hey, why did you do that? Why did you make that decision? Or whenever your project manager is presenting a proposal to a an executive at the team and trying to uh, say, hey, this is how many hours we've allocated for this, then they need to be able to say why. So tracking the paper trail it definitely will make it a lot easier for you in the future whenever you have to explain to somebody inevitably why you did what you did. Or if a customer has a question that you know, it says, oh, I don't really agree with the solution or how long it took you to do this. Uh, I, I'm not going to accept your change order. Um, your justification and your paper trail is always going to be what's going to help you out. But then again, I mean, change orders, maybe you should get the change order approved before doing the work in the first place, but that's neither here nor there. Next one, learn to look ahead in the job sequence so that you are not the one in the office that asks that question. 
be the one answering that one. And that's a great, great, great point. So you know, look at the look at the life of the the project that you're working on and see what's coming up and anticipate what's going to need to be worked on. Next one, your boss needs you to move the job forward. The more of that you do, the more valuable you become. Yeah, don't be uh, don't bog it down. Uh, next one, be irreplaceable, and you will likely you will more than likely be the one with the job when the economy corrects itself again. Yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty good advice. Be irreplaceable. I, I will contend that um, no matter how irreplaceable we think we are, uh, we are always replaceable, and that's just something to keep in mind uh, when advocating for yourself. Uh, nobody's irreplaceable. Um, the company will do what it can to move on, but so again, look out for yourself. But at the same time, yes, uh, get those valuable skills and and be somebody that is a subject matter expert or somebody that other people go to and you will find yourself having a lot more stability uh, generally than others. All right. This is another bit of good news. This is from R Mechanical Engineering. This one's titled Job Offer. And they say, so I've just received my first job offer that I have to make a decision on in the next week. I graduate this December with my bachelor's in Mechie, and I did an internship as a process engineer in a steel mill. The offer is to work as a process engineer at a steel mill, and for the first two years, I will go around from department to department, department to department, learning all the ins and outs of the company, process, and industry as a whole. The pay would be about 68000 in a state with no income tax and a 5% bonus at the end of the 2022 fiscal year. The company matches 4.5% for my 401k, and the area is just outside a lower cost of living city. I could live 30 minutes away and be in a small town. I really enjoyed my internship and want to pursue a career in the heavy industry, so I'm super excited about the offer but want some outside opinions. Well, here's my outside opinion. It's a great offer and you should definitely consider taking it. The pay is competitive and the cost of living is low. The bonus is cool. Not all engineers have the opportunity to earn bonuses uh, straight out of school. And the other thing that I think that is really exciting is that it's kind of a rotational program. And that means that the company definitely wants to invest in you. And they're not necessarily just trying to extract dollars out of you, extract product out of you right away. They recognize that uh, you have potential and they want to invest in you and let you learn about the company in many different ways and then be able to contribute to the company. So I want to say congratulations uh, to user TMMMan99. Uh, Shout out to you. That's a great offer and I would definitely take that if I were in your position. All right. We're going to do a quick little ad break and we're going to come back to the advice section of the podcast. All right. Hopefully you got an ad there. Let's go into the advice. This one's from our engineering students. It says mechanical engineering junior rejected from all internship applications. What's wrong with me? They go on to say, howdy all. So I'm a junior studying mechanical engineering at Pennsylvania State University. I have been applying to online internships like crazy and networking as much as I can here at school. But here's the thing. Even after all the personal recommendations and applications, I have been rejected from all internship positions I apply for. My resume has been looked over by the Career Services Center at my school, and I would say my credentials are just fine. 
3.95 cumulative GPA, 4.0 major GPA, prior relevant internship experience at a small engineering company, founder slash president of engineering club on campus, currently work in the College of Engineering at my school, the dean of the College of Engineering wrote my letter of recommendation, and I'm also building a race car from scratch that I use as a personal project example on my resume. I'm still applying and networking, but at this point I'm getting more rejections in than application submissions out. Any advice that might help my situation? Best, Connor. All right, Connor. So, first of all, I want to say I commend you. You definitely have a great resume, especially, you know, you already have an internship that you completed. You're involved in clubs on campus. You have relationships with your professors. You sound like you're doing all the things right. So, and you're your resume has been looked over by Career Services Center and you've you've done all the things that are right on paper. So I first of all I wouldn't say I wouldn't get too beat up about it, but here's a couple things that I would do if I were you. The first thing I would do is I would look at the R engineering resumes subreddit and look and see what those people think about your resume because I don't know, I mean Penn State might have a uh, career services center that's specific to engineering and that they're good at it and i'm not here to bash my own experience because i think that the people from my career services center did a lot of things really well but the style of resumes that my career services center had me putting together were not at least at first were not exactly what people that i ended up meeting in the industry thought my resumes should look like so i would um, maybe look at a engineering specific kind of mindset towards your resume and see if that can help you out another thing that i would um, recommend is you know you have your resume it's been looked over by your career services center but i would recommend that maybe don't use that one resume for everything you know depending on what kind of positions you're applying for you might want to tweak your resume a little bit and highlight a couple different keywords and move certain projects up higher and earlier on in the resume review than others depending on what you're trying to apply for um, you know, there's, you know, all different types of mechanical engineering jobs that you can do with a mechanical engineering degree. So what I recommend doing is kind of building a larger CV and then giving yourself the flexibility to emphasize different things in your resume, depending on the position you're applying for. Another thing I would recommend focusing on is I didn't hear you mention cover letters. Um, a lot of people, they kind of take the same approach with their cover letters that they take to their resumes and they don't really do much put much energy into customizing or specializing their cover letters and that's something that i would recommend doing as kind of the next step i mean you're already networking personally you're applying a lot online so really i mean you're doing the right things but maybe that's one other way that you can kind of step up your applications and then another way you can step up your applications is, I know you're saying you're applying a lot online and you're doing a lot of networking. My question to you is, do you have any people in industry that work for the companies that you're applying for that are personally sending your resumes along? They're personally giving you a referral in whatever kind of the company's referral program is doing, or even better, um, like what I've done for a couple of my peers that are graduates of my university is I've asked them for their resumes and then found the hiring manager at my company and said, hey, XYZ email about why this person would be a good fit. Here's the resume. You should consider them. And I will tell you that that every single one of those times that I've done that, that person has at least had their resume looked at. And whenever you're applying through online portals, it's really easy to get auto-rejected from the portal just 
for whatever criteria that they've set up in their portal. So doing that extra step and getting your resume and making sure that a recruiter or an evaluator or a talent management person is looking at your resume, that will increase your chances of pull through. So again, I know that's uh, not too much advice. I don't want to give you a bunch of different things to do because you're doing a lot of things really well. You're networking it like crazy. You're applying online like crazy. Again, I would just focus on specializing your applications a little bit more for everything you're applying for and then getting that special touch of trying to get some individual person to push your resume in for you. And that can be reaching out to your dean of engineering at your university and say, hey, who do we know that works at this company? All right, can you give them my resume and have them send it to a hiring manager? I mean, it could be just as simple as that, but doing that next step, I think that you'll set yourself up for some great success. But again, Connor, you're doing great. You're, you got a lot of good things going for you, and I know that you are going to land an internship and you're going to be a great asset to any company. In fact, send me your resume. You seem like you're uh, really astute, and if you want to work in engineering consulting, uh, maybe I'll forward yours along. All right. Next one. This one comes from R Ask Engineers. Mechanical engineering versus industrial engineering bachelor's degree. Hello, I am a senior at high school. Nice. Soon to be applying to colleges, and I can't decide between these two majors. Man, I wish that whenever I was in high school, I was on Reddit. I guess I think I wish I was on Reddit when I was in high school because I Reddit is awesome. It's such a cool community, and I just just recently discovered it. Actually, I didn't even I wasn't even on Reddit throughout college. The only time I was on Reddit in college was to um, get links to watch sporting events legally yeah but i think it's great that you're on reddit in high school and you've already found the engineering subreddit and you're asking people about their careers all right carry on industrial seems to be perfect because it is broad and a it is a broad and growing field however mechanical engineering seems to be broad as well it is i also think industrial engineering is better because it applies engineering in businesses and other processes correct me if i am wrong i hope someone with experience might be able to give me advice thanks English isn't my native language. Well, well, shout out to you. Your English is great. Um, so I'm a little biased because I study mechanical engineering. And I will tell you that now what I do is not necessarily considered super technical. It is definitely more on the business commercial side of what my company does. And the fact that I didn't get an industrial engineering degree and the fact that my background is mechanical definitely didn't prevent me from being able to get into that kind of path with my company. And I wouldn't think it would do that for you either whenever you're on your journey. I would say that it, it, I think that industrial engineering is a very good degree program and industrial engineers are very important and very valid um, careers. And I think that a lot of companies really need industrial engineers. So if you get an industrial engineering degree, you're definitely going to have a lot of opportunities to get jobs. I will say though, and this is something that has been jokingly told to me by friends of mine that are industrial engineers, that they joke that they're not really quote unquote engineers in the same sense as mechanical engineers, electrical engineers, chemical engineers, process engineers, civil engineers. And the fact they don't really do uh, the same kind of like physical design. Like, like I took like, 
heat transfer, uh, thermodynamics, uh, electronics, all these like high, well, not really electronics, but like high frequency electromagnetism, all these different engineering electives that I took were not electives that my peers that had industrial engineering took. Now, somebody might be able to write in and tell me I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, please do so. Tell me I'm wrong. But Industrial engineering, from the way that I understand, is all about like efficiency and process improvement. And again, industrial engineering is awesome, and you can get a lot of really cool business experience. Yes, it lends itself well to business because you know you're optimizing things. Um, so I say all that to say that um, I would recommend mechanical because my background is mechanical, and it's definitely a lot more technical. And I think it'll give you a lot more opportunities. I think that. Most mechanical engineers uh, can get a lot of jobs doing things similar to what industrial engineers do, but it definitely doesn't go the same way uh, around. I don't believe you can get a professional engineering license in industrial engineering. Uh, I don't think you're eligible to take the fundamentals of engineering exam if you get a degree in industrial engineering, but you are eligible as a mechanical engineer. Well, let me double check that though. Can you take the FE with an industrial engineering degree am I wrong whoa I'm wrong um, I think I'm wrong oh this is cool okay um okay let me know no i need to double check this abet accredited degrees graduates from abet accredited bachelor level engineering programs offered by Regionally accredited institutions in the United States and nationally accredited institutions. Um, they don't accept certification training or doctoral programs. So what engineering programs do they accept? Okay, they even accept engineering technology programs. Okay, what eligibility requirements ABET accepted degrees. Come on. What? Come on. All right, let me stall. What? While I'm looking this up, I'm going to tell you about frogs frogs hop and they skip and they bounce okay there we go um university of southern mississippi has a industrial engineering technology bachelor's of science degree online and it is accredited by ABET. Okay, now, what 
engineering degrees are eligible for the fundamentals. A graduate of an engineering program or related program certified by the board. Come on. That is interesting. Okay. Well, I think I'm wrong. So I'll just uh, take that L and move on. All right. So I, I don't know. I get, there is some stigma. I will say that there's some stigma that industrial engineering is not true engineering. Uh, I say all that to say that, but um, y you can have a great career as an in industrial engineer. You have a great career. You can have a great career as a mechanical engineer. I, I will personally argue that you have a little bit more options with a mechanical engineering degree. Um, I, I encourage you to look up all your favorite companies and. Uh, look up their CEOs and find out what their degree was in. And you'll find, I think you'll find a lot of them have mechanical or electrical or chemical engineering degrees. You'll be surprised how many of them have uh, traditional engineering degrees. And um, yeah, like, for example, let's look up the CEO of Microsoft. CEO of Microsoft is Satya Nadella. All right. And his, let's go to Satya's Wikipedia. His degree is in... He has a Bachelor's of Engineering from Manipal Institute of Technology. Let's... All right. Cool. And it didn't say what he got his in, but... Uh, that's an engineering degree. All right, let's look up another company. Um, what company? Let's look up Kraft, CEO of Kraft. The CEO of Kraft Heinz is Miguel Patricio. Let's find out what Miguel Patricio studied in college. Miguel Patricio, Patricio studied. Oh, he's a businessman. Uh, let's check out his LinkedIn. He's from the greater Chicago area. Nice. I know a lot of people that are from the greater Chicago area. Miguel Patricio is the CEO at Kraft Heinz Company. Preview, previously worked at Anheuser-Busch InBev. And his degree is in, oh, Bachelor's of Business Administration. I'm wrong. Okay, let's do one more. All right. Um, Coca-Cola CEO. Coca-Cola CEO. Come on, prove me right. All right, it's James Quincy. All right, James Quincy. Let's look at James Quincy's LinkedIn. Or I clicked on the Coca-Cola web page and now come on oh I'm gonna be wrong again aren't I yeah tell me I'm wrong tell me I'm wrong um, 
I, I'm being too. I think I'm being a little bit too aggressive with the companies that I'm choosing. Yeah, I can't find it. Okay, but you look at like the CEO of like Texas Instruments. Uh, they do a lot of business stuff. But Rich Templeton, the CEO of Texas Instruments, has a degree in electrical engineering which makes sense. They make electronical things. Um, the CEO of Lockheed Martin, they make technical things. I bet the CEO of Lockheed Martin, Jim Tyslett, has a degree in engineering. And this is the last one, I promise. I'm, I just wanted to get a couple right in a row before I, before I retire away. Uh, CEO of Lockheed Martin, Jim Tyslett, LinkedIn.com says... It is a privilege to work along some of the greatest minds in the world. Yep. United States Air Force Academy, Engineering and International Relations. So, yeah. Um, pretty cool. All right. I'll, I'll get off that tangent now. But anyways, I say, you know, electrical engineers, I mean, regardless of what your engineering degree is in, um, engineers, people know engineers solve problems and engineers find themselves working their way up in leadership positions. So if you really want to get into the business side of things, I really wouldn't get too hung up on um, what engineering degree you get and which ones will relay better to business and which ones won't. So, all right. (laughs) That was a lot of time. All right. Next one. Stuck in a crossroad, need some advice. Here, hello to all my fellow engineers. I need some advice. Long story short. Appreciate you making your story short. I went to a school, went to school, and obtained my degree in electrical engineering. Wow, you can become the CEO of TI. I'm really good in math, and I wanted to make a lot of money. Nice. Which is why I chose the engineering field. My school only offered three types of engineering, one of them being electrical. Now that I am a recent graduate, I am stuck in a crossroad because I don't know what to use my degree towards. Electrical engineering wasn't a big interest of mine. It was very theoretical and abstract. I say that all that to say I need some advice. I don't know what route to take with my EE degree. I don't know if I really want to pursue a career in engineering. Any advice would help. I don't have anyone to ask for advice since I'm the only engineer in my family. Thank you. Wow. Well, first off, kudos. I mean, most people that go to school for a degree in engineering just for the purpose of making money, don't graduate. And and honestly, I think a lot of people shame people for wanting to go into engineering to make money, but engineering is a great field to make money in. And people can have whatever motivation they want. And honestly, I mean, what's the point of having a career? To make money to provide for your family. Now, make a lot of money, I mean, depends on what your definition of a lot is. But... What you don't know what route to take with your EE degree. I think there's a lot of routes that you can take with your EE degree. Um, obviously, you understand it uh, well enough to be fluent in it because you got a degree in it. And yeah, it's a lot very theoretical. I will say though, um, there's a lot. Of, let, let me just list off a couple of things that I know um, people that have electrical engineering degrees. What they do now. I have a friend that works as a software engineer and designs software for USAA. And he does a bunch of cool stuff in the cloud, and he has a great time. And I'm hoping to get him on the podcast. I have another friend that also works for USA as a software engineer, and he does um, some of their... Uh, I have a lot of friends with electrical engineering degrees that work at USA. Um, 
I have another friend that works for Cisco and uh, I, well, not friend, but people I know that work for Cisco and they do like, I think they do like technical sales for Cisco. I know people that have electrical engineering degrees that do technical sales for um, Texas Instruments. I mean, all these different companies that that have engineering products need people to sell it. And um, some of them have entry level sales roles, technical sales roles that you can do and you can make great money doing that. Um, but the reality is, is you have an engineering degree and what that proves to an employer is you know how to solve problems, you're bright and you have a good work ethic. So that really sets you up to do anything. Again, I'm not really doing a, I don't really currently design things. Uh, and I'm not, I don't pretend like I do design things. I'm involved. I get to see the design process and I'm around it a lot, but I'm not the one physically designing things. So I guess you could say that I'm not using my engineering degree, but I manage projects. Uh, that's what I do. I, I manage projects, internal projects within my company. And um, my degree has set me up well for that. I'm good at solving problems, good at managing deadlines and difficult timelines and difficult relationships. Those are all things that I learned in my engineering program and it set me up for success. And I have a greater understanding of how to run those projects than somebody that maybe doesn't have an engineering background because I also get the context around it. And it's very fulfilling for me. We have engineers at my company that work in our commercial group that uh, get uh, involved with supporting the negotiation of contracts. I mean, there's so many things you can do with engineering degree. I mean, and I wouldn't get so hung up in using, quote unquote, using your degree to do something that's purely technical and purely engineering design and, and really open yourself up to doing things that are interesting to you. It's okay to do a job that is interesting to you. This is much more interesting to me than sitting at a cube all day and staring at CAD. It just is. And that's okay. Everybody has a different path. And, and most people with engineering degrees don't sit in a cube and do design all day or do R&D. That's just not the case. So I think you'll find, um, I encourage you to get an internship or actually wait, you already have your degree. Did you have an internship? Did you learn anything from any of your internships? I, I hope you had internships and you learned things and, and s learned what you liked about engineering, what you didn't like. I hope you don't dislike engineering entirely. But if you do, even that, if that's the case, I mean, um, I know engineers that go into financial technology and they finance and uh, become analysts for financial companies. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. I have another friend that got an engineering degree and went to law school. I mean, again, now she she's, might become a patent attorney, or maybe she'll just be an attorney for a uh, large engineering or consulting firm, or just or not. She could just be an attorney for a corporation. You can do anything with an engineering degree. And um, I hope that those are just a couple little things that encouraged you in different th ways you could go. And I wish you the best of luck. All right, next one. Would you take a pay cut to work four tens as opposed to five eighths? Recently, I was offered $5,000 less pay and salary, but the work schedule is Monday through Thursday, four to 10 schedule with three weeks of vacation and 15 days of PTO. At my current place, it is your typical five eighths, two weeks vacation and 10 days PTO. The new place is in a similar cost of living area, but in order to move to the new company, they will be paying me $5,000 in relocation costs. Personally, I really like this newer company and the 410 schedule would be very nice as opposed to 5.8s. And more so, the extra five PTO days and an extra week of vacation is definitely worth it in my humble opinion, MHO. What are your guys' thoughts? 
All right, initial impressions. I, if I liked my current employer, I wouldn't take a pay cut uh, to move to a new job and relocate. I mean, moving is a pain, and relocating and moving to a new city and 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 I have I have established roots where I am, but maybe you haven't done the same for yourself. But maybe that's not your situation. But moving's a pain, and relocating is hard. And I wouldn't relocate for a pay cut. I it would take a sizable pay increase. For me to want to relocate with my company or outside of my company um so i think that um i mean it sounds like you really like the culture of the company and you like that they have more pto and you like their work style and i think that those are valid reasons to want to work at a different company and maybe to evaluate if those are things that are enough of a reason for you um to want to work for that company but i i wouldn't take a pay cut i i would I think that there's room for negotiation, especially if they're trying to poach you away from your current company. And I think simply saying, hey, this is interesting, but honestly, the compensation doesn't even line up with my current company. So I find it difficult um, to leave where I'm at. And just starting the conversation that way would be a good way for you to go, especially if you do want to leave your current company, Um, because it sounds like you are attracted a lot by the benefits. But no, you're working the same number of hours. I mean, and also, I mean, depending on where you work, even if you are working five eights, I mean, if you've worked, had to work long hours during the week, are, are you also working all day on Friday or are you taking some time off? I, I, I get that there's a little more flexibility to never expecting to work Fridays, but uh, I, I've met people that work on a 410 schedule, but still have to work on Fridays. So uh, again, I would ask some more questions. The first level question being, hey, it's really hard for me to move and take a new 